Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Acts chapter 9, and we looked at the first, I think, 10 verses in the previous episode. Remember what was going on here. Saul, as he was described in the first verse, still breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord. Saul went to the high priest, and Saul wanted to expand his persecution of those who are believers. And so he wanted letters from the high priest to where he could go to the synagogues in Damascus and then look for the people, look for men and women of what they called the way. And he wanted to bind them and bring them back to Jerusalem. So apparently some of the folks that had fled Jerusalem, remember we saw how they did that, when they had fled Jerusalem, they went to Damascus. Paul hears about it and he goes, On the way, Paul is struck by a sudden light from heaven that flashed around him. And he literally fell to the ground, and he heard a voice. And the voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I believe in that moment Saul knew who he was dealing with. He says, Who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told you what you must do. And we're seeing sort of a pattern with something I want to point out. Jesus had told his disciples at the very end, right before he ascended on high, he says, go, go, go you therefore in all the world, okay? Go. He had told um, Philip to get up and to go. Here, he's telling Saul, get up and go. In just a moment, we're going to see somebody else that he tells to get up and go. What do you think that means to us? We need to get up and go. So he told him, get up, go into the city, and it will be told you what you must do next. Well, so he gets up, but he can't see. He's blind. The men that were with him heard a voice. I don't think they understood what it said, but they heard a voice. They heard some sound, and they led Saul in Damascus, and then he waited. He was three days without sight. He didn't eat or drink. The Lord didn't tell him the fast, but, you know, he did. Now we're up to verse 10. It says this, Now, there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. So there's a disciple there, Ananias. And Ananias had a vision. And in that vision, the Lord called out to him, called him by name, Ananias. And Ananias responded and said, here I am, Lord. Uh, Echoes of Isaiah, right? Now, verse 11. And the Lord said to him, get up and go. Well, there we go. Another get up and go see this a lot in the scripture, don't you? Get up and go. The Lord will tell us to get up and go. Our problem is we want to know what the whole plan is before we get up. And if you sort of follow these things, you find out that usually God says, just get up. He just tells him to get up and go. In Ananias' case, he's going to tell him what to do. Ananias is going to sort of be a little resistant. We're going to see why in just a moment. But then the Lord will give him more, tell him more. Okay. So get up and go, the Lord says, and go to the street called Straight. So they were Straight Street. And inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen in a vision 
a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Now, the Lord knew what he was asking Ananias to do. He knew the heart of Ananias. He knew everything. He knows everything. And he gives Ananias a lot of information. Actually, sort of a preemptive strike. He answers questions before Ananias can ask him. Tells him to get up and go. Tells him where to go. Go to the street, call straight. Tells him what house to go to. Judah's house. Tells him what to do when he gets there. To look for a man, not, not only named Saul, but Saul of Tarsus. There's a man from Tarsus, and he's named Saul. And he's going to be praying there, for he is praying. And then he tells Ananias what he has revealed to Saul. He says he's seen in a vision. Now remember, Ananias is having a vision. So God is telling Ananias in his vision that he has given Saul a vision. And in that vision, a man named Ananias is coming in to lay hands on him to regain his sight. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. But, verse 13 starts off with but. But Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints, to your holy ones at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. That tells us a lot. The people in Damascus had heard that Saul was coming and that he heard, they'd heard of the harm that he had done to the saints. I think a lot of it's because they had lived through it. Now they're there. But now they also had heard that he had authority from the chief priest. Here it says, it was actually from the high priest, the big guy himself, to bind all who call on your name. He knew. And he's saying, Lord, uh, are, are you sure? <laughs> but think about this. I mean, I totally understand why Ananias responded that way. I think all of us would, okay? But look what God had told him. He told him where to go. Told him what house to go to. Told him what Saul to look for, Saul of Tarsus. Told him that Saul of Tarsus had been praying and that he, God, had given him a vision that Ananias would be coming in and laying his hands on him and giving him his sight back. He told him everything about that. Even in the midst of all that, it's still sort of a scary thing. The Lord is patient, folks. Verse 15. But the Lord said to him, the Lord says to Ananias, go, tells him to go again, go, for he, that is Saul, is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. See, God is actually telling Ananias a great deal about what's going on. And we're going to find out in the next episode that he tells him even more. But look what he said. He says, now go, get up and go. Saul is chosen. This one who has been wreaking havoc among the believers is a chosen vessel of God's now. To what point? To bear the name of God. To bear the name of God. Before who? Before the Gentiles and kings. Well, we know that. Everybody always makes a big deal about that. And the sons of Israel. You know, it was always Saul's heart to take the gospel to the sons of Israel. And he did. Every time he went in a new community, he'd go to the synagogue first. But he knew that he was called to go to the Gentiles. And we see this right here. See it in several other places also. But he, God had chosen him to be his instrument before the kings and the Gentiles and the sons of Israel. 
Well, his instrument in what way? Well, he tells us in verse 16, for I will show him. God says, I'm going to show Saul how much he must suffer for my name's sake. A lot of this showing and being the instrument of God before the kings and the Gentiles and the sons of Israel would be through that which Saul would suffer for the sake of the Lord's name. And when you look at the life of Saul, who would later be called, be named Paul, Saul's his Jewish name, Paul's the Roman name, you see that that is exactly what came to fruition. Think about it, folks. You know, so often we whine about things, we moan about things. What if what was happening in our life was that which God was going to use for his name's sake? We just don't think that way, do we? Perhaps we should. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you next episode.